You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. You're welcome to drink our whiskey and smoke our really fine cigars. One more time, boys. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to smoke a really good cigar and drink a really fine whiskey. All right, the Man Cave Happy Hour. We are at the Wine Garden once again. It is a very special event with Buffalo Trace Distilleries. And we have the great, 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 we're going about four deep, great. And uh, we got Bo Beckman with us today, and we're going to be talking to him coming up and uh, talking to all the people here to get autographs and, and talk bourbon. And let's start talking bourbon right now. Yeah. With Who do we go with this here? Uh, my name is Andrew Mishra. I'm... Uh, more or less a recent bourbon connoisseur. Okay. Uh, I started drinking Jim Beam in college All right. 10 years ago. All right. Um, but over the last five years, got into more old fashions and actually worrying about the taste of the bourbon. And uh, my grandfather, on my uh, from my wife's side, um, got me into old fashions. And now here I am in a line to get a bottle signed <laughs> right on so um out of the buffalo trace line is there one that uh, stands out for you as a favorite uh actually the taylor that's kind of okay. why i'm here uh, all right i have a single barrel bottle open right now that uh i would call it my weekend drinker okay and then uh you know buffalo trace um any of the store picks are really good for like a daily drinker sure so, sure, sure. Yeah. Today we're looking at the small batch. Yep. Yeah. Did you pick up one of those guys? I did. Yeah, I picked up a small batch, and I also picked up another Buffalo Trace, one of the Brotherhood of the Barrel uh, store picks here okay. um, to replenish my my stock. All right. So uh, when you're mixing, how do you how do you how do you make your? You said the Manhattan's or old fashioned? Old fashioned. Okay. How do you make yeah. your your so, um, old fashioned? Start off with just a regular rocks glass, right. uh, a little bit of turbinado sugar, okay, um, some That's some orange bitters, okay. Um, muddle it up, two ounces of whatever bourbon I'm drinking that day, or rye. I've actually been kind of switching over to rye for old fashions, okay. Um, Sazerac rye, which is another Buffalo Trace, <laughs> oddly enough. There you are. Um, yeah, and then uh, stir it up, slice of uh, lemon peel, and sure, good to go. So, do you ever make your own? Sugar at home, the own, your own sugar water. You ever <laughs> melt it down? No, nope, no. Nope. I just do. It? I just do the turbinado sugar and okay. uh, and the bitters to <laughs> to start the muddling. It's usually enough to get it going. Right on, right on. So what uh, what's the what's the prize bottle in your collection? What's the uh, well? What's the, where is there one you're waiting on for a special? Yeah, occasion? it's, what it's coming got? in tomorrow. Oh, okay. Via FedEx. Um, I I ran my lucky numbers in a raffle on my birthday two days ago and won a bottle of Taylor Four Grain. Hey, so. Um, 
very happy to get that. I, I try to sample, and it is as magical as they say it is. Okay. So, so um, you'll save that one? I will. I'll keep a hold of that one. I will, yeah. That will not be emptied quickly. Sure. Sure, yeah. sure. Will you save it to break it for a, a special occasion? Probably. Yeah. Um, Got to find the right one. Right. I mean, we're 13 weeks pregnant right now with our first kid, so maybe <laughs> maybe it will <laughs> be opened in the next uh, eight months. Wonderful. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Right. Well, thanks for hanging out in the man cave. Yeah, no All problem. Right. Nice talking to you, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming to put it next week. You guys want to interview next? Yeah. Hey, we're, we're here in the man cave happy hour, and we're in the wine garden. And, uh, of course, it's the Buffalo Trace Taylor release of the the small batch here and we got uh people coming in and another guy stopped in to pick up a, a bottle of, and get it auto you're gonna are you gonna get it autographed yeah all right so what's your name scott hey scott are you part of the uh, michigan bourbon club no no you're not no, okay so how'd you hear about this uh the wine garden page just from the wine garden yeah, page I follow wine garden. all right right on um so out of the buffalo trace are you a big fan of bourbons in general or uh yeah yeah, yeah. big collection of bourbon. Okay, right on. So, well, you got to look. You got to find the Michigan Bourbon Club and, and join that because these guys are crazy. I can't imagine. It's like I thought I drank a lot, and then I met these guys, and it's like holy smokes! It's crazy. It's nuts. So, uh, you came in to get that signed. Have you had the General Taylor before? Yes. Okay. And you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. I've got, actually got a bottle that's almost gone. That's <laughs> okay. So there was a good timing on the release of this, right? Yeah. Excellent. Did you try the sample? They had samples of no. the... Uh, oh, hopefully there's one more up there for you because they have the... You know, this is the small batch, but they got the barrel proof up there. So maybe we'll go grab you one. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for stopping in. Thanks for stopping in. Thank you. All right. So at the Wine Garden for uh, the signing with Bo Beckman and uh, Buffalo Trace and uh, the Colonel Taylor. And with us, uh, another person who stopped in. What's your name? It's uh, Rich Horniak. All right. Hey, Rich. Thanks for uh, thanks for being out here. We appreciate you popping out. This is a podcast called the uh, Man Cave Happy Hour. And uh, <laughs> we're just talking about spirits and, and why people like them and how they do them. And so what, you, what brought you out today? Uh, part of the NBC uh, Bourbon Club. Uh, the... Um, camaraderie yeah the people and obviously the taste of a good product sure so is uh, the buffalo taste trace line uh, one of your favorites or uh, oh, yeah you yes. don't have to you don't have to sell it so but uh, oh, no, it's, is it yes <laughs> all right right By far, oh, yeah. hard to get though that's the problem so well there you go so we uh, we got our hands on this one's mine here i don't know i keep walking away from it that's kind of crazy so uh, the, the, the 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 taylor small batch um but the tony big tony right here at the wine garden yep. super generous and, and gave us a pour of the uh, barrel strength, right? Did you try that? I sure did, and uh, wow, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So out of the Buffalo Trace line, do you have a favorite? Blanton's. Blanton's? All right. Yeah, I mean, out of that, uh, yes. Okay. And uh, so do you have any prized bottles at home that you're saving for a special occasion? I came in here today to pick up my private barrel from uh here from okay. the wine garden so okay so the blanton oh you picked it up all right yeah, which is kind of nice so i'm excited so i got uh like killing two birds with one stone okay today. yeah so the blanton's barrel pick um so from what i hear i haven't had it yet but i hear it's i hear it's spot on we're gonna find out here in a little bit are you you're gonna crack it you know do you have any bottles you have saved saved that for um actually i do have a couple uh 
of the Taylor put away. Yeah. Um, I have a few blends put away. And yeah, I mean, anybody that collects bourbon has a couple, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have the, a bottle of Angel's Envy that I, I got tucked away that... Uh, uh, waiting to enjoy that one. Uh, I got I got a couple I got a couple open, a one Ryan, but I, I got one saved just for uh, the rainy day if things get tight again. So, anything you're looking for that you uh, you don't have? Uh, mm, yeah, the, the Taylor, uh, the, 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 the barrel, the, uh, the barrel, proof. barrel proof. Yeah, that's one of my unicorns. All right, see, so just you got a Tony, you got to uh, He's I'm the talk guy. To Tony too. I'm <laughs> gonna say, come on, Tony. I don't know if he can come through or not, but. Uh, it's amazing what he can do. If you don't ask, you'll never find out. That's it. All right. Thanks for stopping in, man. It, man. All right. So here, uh, everyone, I want to thank Bo Beckman for coming up here. It's been seven years. We've uh, been going to Kentucky picking barrels with him. And the first day I saw him, I said, man, you should come to Michigan. So it took me seven years, but I finally got him up here. Um, so I let him have the stage. This is his day. Um, great man to know. I really learned a lot from you. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, there's Bo Beckman. Again, my name's Bo Taylor Beckman. So I actually got lucky that a guy from Ural's neck of the woods, Kid Rock, wanted to do stag, uh, red stag. So him doing red stag with Jim Beam got us Sazerac interested because we have George T stag and we didn't like it. we didn't like that. <laughs> so our president and CEO, his name is Mark Brown, during our uh, you know litigation or you know dispute with Beam, we ended up making an agreement and part of that agreement was we got the old Taylor brand back. So this was around 2008, 2009. At that time I was fresh out of school and I was just doing some you know completely separate job. And meanwhile, my grandmother was making a dis uh, documentary with the distillery called Quest for the Perfect Bourbon. Now, have anybody ever seen that? It's really, it's an oral history project we did with the University of Kentucky so we could get information out of the folks who've been the distillery forever and make sure we captured it. So there's folks like Elmer T. Lee, been there for 70 years. If anybody's been to the distillery, had a tour with Freddie Johnson. You know, he's third generation. We interviewed his dad before he passed away. We interviewed Freddie, the Van Winkles. Well, as my grandmother was making this documentary, we reacquired the old Taylor brand. So she was working with a marketing team, and she said, you know, my husband is, this is my grandfather, E.H. Taylor Hay Jr. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And so my grandfather actually brought the old Taylor bottle from 100 years ago, gave it to Mark Brown, and Mark took one look at it and said, perfect, that'll work. Well, use that. So that's literally the exact same. You know, there's some different coloring, but that label, that signature, all of that was the exact same 100 years ago. So Colonel Taylor was just far ahead of his time. He built our distillery to be a tourism attraction just 150 years too early. You know, didn't start taking off his tourism for the last 10 years, pressing right there. So I ended up uh, getting my foot in the door with Buffalo Trace to run their barrel program. And that was about, about the time I met Tony. So at that time, anybody could buy a barrel whenever they wanted. It was really easy to get. You could say, I want to come tomorrow and buy a barrel Belmar. I'd say, that's awesome. Let's do it. You know, Things have changed quite a bit since then. The uh, popularity has increased. Folks have got wind of the good stuff, you know what they're doing. So that's how we got here. Tell them about the OWA when you chased me and told me I, I should buy it. This was, this was actually, I miss, 
I don't like the way bourbon currently is, meaning I don't like saying no. I used to be like the fun guy because you'd say, I want to buy a barrel something. I'd say, yes, let's do it. This is awesome. And you come to the distillery, I trade around, everyone's happy. Now I spend all my time saying, no, you can't have that because I don't have enough of it. And I remember vividly, and I'll tell the story all the time, when Tony was there and he was picking barrels of Buffalo Trace, and I was telling Tony, we've got this brand called Weller. It's weeded, it's delicious. And you know, at the time, it's half the price of makers. I'm sure if you can find it now, it still might be half the price of makers. <laughs> you, know, you know, same recipe we used to make happy. It's delicious. People just don't know about it. And you know, I don't know. I was like, trust me, it's awesome. You know, and I did that with Weller and Elmer. And then now here we are. And you know, everyone says, but what, what, what's your favorite drink? I'm like, well, can I, can I find it? Does it mean, you know, if I can find something, Weller 12, but I can never find it. You know, so. That's yeah. that's the one that everyone chases really from all the vaults. Yeah, it, you know, really our barrel program took off because it's great value. You know, Buffalo Trace is all of our barrel picks are going to be eight year old, twenty five bucks a bottle. Eagle Rare ten year old, thirty bucks a bottle. Weller was seven eight year old at the time, like what twenty two bucks a bottle, twenty four bucks a bottle. You know, it's a it's no still, brainer. Yeah. It's still twenty six ninety nine right now. The one oh seven here, yeah. which is a very very fair price for the product. As long how much is how how old it is. Yeah. Compared to other brand new brands that are coming in the town right now, and you know they're starting out with like three and four years old and selling for forty fifty dollars. Yeah. I you know. Uh, Liz is probably getting here sick of me telling this story because this happened last weekend. Uh, so to tell you how crazy things are, so a barrel of Weller would cost, if, if you were a consumer and you're able to buy a barrel for yourself, it would cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of five grand to six grand, somewhere in there. I, I donated a barrel of Weller to a the Kids Cancer Alliance, and they auctioned off the barrel of Weller and the experience to go to the distillery to pick it like Tony always does. And last weekend it sold for 30 grand. So that's a five grand barrel for 30 grand flat. It just shows you how crazy that, you know, demand is absolutely nuts these days. Yeah, good for the kids. It's good for the kids. That's why I'd rather value you go to a cherry than a secondary market. Because that's what really kills us. We have, we say this is a good price. You know, Buffalo Trace is this value. Well, if it goes way up here, then it's not a great value anymore. Same with Weller. That's what Weller's doing when I see it. Well, I'll stop blabbing. I'll sit down. If you guys have any questions, ask. You know, fire away. There's nothing, nothing off limits. Anything bugging you? I can help answer. Maybe. <laughs> Why did it yeah. take you seven enough. years to get there? Yeah, did I take seven years? Well, everything about us in Kentucky is slow. <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon slow. Everything slow. Yeah. Tony never actually invited me. He just said, no. I, "I booked a flight," and he said, "No, different ones. I had to cancel it." No, no it just took me too long. No excuses. I uh, I really love working with you, Bo. I appreciate I love you. You know, I mean, the process, you made it sound very easy. And the very first time I went to Kentucky, actually, we the first barrel I got into the store seven years ago was a Buffalo Trace. And at the time, I was selling, started selling a lot of bourbon, and people said, I was like, oh, let me buy a, a barrel, you know? So Mark Shore actually did the barrel with me. He brought the samples here, and we did the barrel. We sold it within like two months. Which was unheard of for me, you know, you saw a barrel in three months. Because that was the time so, when it was scary to buy an entire yeah, barrel for yeah, No one wanted yeah, to do it. They were like, yeah. that's a crazy idea. Why would anybody buy an entire barrel for So January, <laughs> we went and picked. We, I told Mark, and we got to go back to the side. I really have to go to the distillery. I want to see it. How far is it from here? He's like six and a half hours. And I, I could do it. And man, ever since then, I've been hooked. I mean, you see me three, four times yeah. a year in Buffalo Trace and probably like 
seven, eight times a year in Kentucky together. I was thinking about it yesterday. One of the last times you showed up, it was the wrong day, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't hear anybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know that. I've yeah. never seen the look out of it. Was, it was like the first time yeah. Tony brought customers. Awesome. Thanks for telling <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so exciting, but Tony, you're not supposed to be here today. Yeah. yeah. I was like, but you came back the next morning. Yeah, the next day, yeah. 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 We're like, we're so excited. Uh, yeah. 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 Of course, the first yeah. time you bring other folks. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking care of it. That's what makes it fun, you know? You know, barrel picking should be about fun and getting people together and trying it out. And, you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, that's why we have the Brotherhood of the Barrel. Because it's like a bunch of us picking from it. And I, I really like to bring people with me, new people all the time, to see the history, to, to interact with it, see how it's made. Yeah. I mean, once you see how it's made, you just fall in love with the process. That was always my, uh, you know, ace in the hole. <coughs> barrel take forever. That's it. I ordered a barrel. Where is it? When's your barrel getting in? When's your barrel getting in? They take forever. They take forever. I've never heard that. Yeah. <laughs> so when I have folks like Tony at the distillery, the only thing I want to do is show them why it takes forever. <laughs> this is our hand bottling hall. This is where you hand bottle every barrel. This is where you drill a barrel. It's literally it that room is is crazy. It's that room that he's talking about. It's maybe 12 by 12. No. Maybe 14 by 14. Um, a little bit bigger. It's a small room. It's a very small room. And all the one barrel in the world at a time. Comes from one bottling line. Is this three it's bottles at a time? Being bottles? Uh, yeah, the filler is six. But it's six. you know just very cool. If you should come to the distillery, you'll see it on the tours. Yeah. Highly recommend the, the tour. It's a free tour. Yeah. And they give you three drinks at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you haven't noticed that this on the image is this on the bottle the canister here, that is the distillery. Oh, wow. yeah. So EH Taylor, I don't know if I put it on. He built. Buffalo Trace. That's why we wanted that brand back. But he also built what is now Whitford Four Roses. You know, he would buy buy distilleries, dump a ton of money into it, and then you know he'd gather investors, dump money into it, and try to make it state of the art. Everything had to be top of the line. So, ironically enough, he went bankrupt building Buffalo Trace and sold it to our wholesaler at the time, who was George T. Stag, and they didn't like each other. There's actually a lady in the gift shop. Her name is I call her Miss Keeney. Her name's Keeney Stag. Uh, and she's a stag descendant, and I'm Taylor descendant, and so we we bridged the gap. We made we made the family <laughs> friends again. <laughs> How many barrels Buffalo Trace have right now in the in in the warehouses in the brick houses? Yeah, so it's actually, you know, if anybody is, that's what it's, it's interesting because every time I'm working with you know an account or a wholesaler, you know, Tony buys his booze from a wholesaler, and I work with them too. The wholesaler asked me for more booze. Tony asked the wholesaler for more booze. You all asked Tony for more booze. And it's funny, I just wish we could get all on a line and just talk about it. You know, everyone's saying, we don't have it, it's aging. Um, yeah, so how many barrels right now? So the distillery, the current capacity is like 300,000 barrels. But, and that's spread across 15 warehouses. Within the last two years, we bought 300 more acres. And then starting January of 2007, no, 2018, so last January, we started building a new warehouse every three or four months. And they're all 60,000 uh, barrel warehouses. So bigger than any warehouse we have now. And we're gonna be building about 30 new warehouses over the next 10 years. So there is a massive, massive gap between how much we have and how much people want. You know, and you hear people say, oh, you're sending it overseas. No, we're not. I, you know, all my friends ask, are these bourbon tariffs gonna hurt you? No, we don't have enough to send overseas right now. If it's not popular here, it's not gonna be popular overseas. No. We're doing our best to catch up. There's just more of you all drinking. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. I always use this to just kind of keep in mind that the challenge here is we have to decide today how much Pappy 23 we're going to sell in 2041. Here's where the issue is, and like I know uh, Eagle Rare 2005, we looked at sales, I say we, I wasn't working for the company in 2005, but we looked at sales and decided to put away 10 times more barrels than we are currently selling cases. So 10x the volume, and this was in 2005, we forecasted that for 2015, and we thought that was nuts. That was a huge risk, and we got 2015 when we there's also a tax on barrels in Kentucky. It's an ad valorem tax. So this is a Kentucky tax only. It's about 200, 250 bucks per barrel per year. It's at the distillery age. So as you age, a barrel of Eagle Rare, that's $2,500 in tax, just a local tax, just to bottle that barrel. And then you pay the federal tax based on the alcohol content. And then the wholesaler buys it, pays sales tax. Do you guys pay the, the tax at the very end of the barrel? Yeah, so like you see a bonded warehouse. So a bottled and bond is separate from a bonded warehouse. A bonded warehouse means we have to pay tax to bring that out of the warehouse. So, so as you bottle it, that's when you pay the tax on the barrel. Exactly. So if you think of what happens if, let's say, you all everyone stops drinking bourbon, we're paying tax on all those barrels. We have nothing to do with them. So that's the big risk of overproducing, which is what happened during the Korean War. Everyone overproduced. Your inventory is going down because you lose, you know, your barrels are evaporating as they're aging. So your inventory is going down while the cost of your inventory is going up the whole time. So it's a very risky thing to say, yeah, I'll make 20 times the volume we're doing now. So we're, uh, it's been, you know, grow slow, what we've always done. Now it's kind of like, okay, put the pedal to the metal. Well, there's actually, uh, Kentucky got smart and realized they were going to kill its best industry and started giving us tax credits to offset that ad valorem tax on the barrels based on uh, visitors and growing the distillery. So that happened within the last, like, two years. That's awesome. Yeah. Because well, really what you saw happening was Diageo, they're going to build a distillery. Diageo is a, you know, from the UK. They don't care if they're in Kentucky or Indiana. We want them in Kentucky because Kentucky wants bourbon. But if it's a lot cheaper to have a warehouse in Indiana, why would they do that? So that's when Kentucky got smart, wised up a little bit. Yeah. When did they uh, when did they start putting the word Kentucky straight bourbon? I don't know. I kind of stay really like all these little labeling things. It's like I just <laughs> stopped paying attention. Like, you know. So is it a recent thing? I have no idea. Honestly, I, unless you just asked me that, I wouldn't have no idea that people stop using. I still think Kentucky straight bourbon. Yeah, I mean, I see that some of them, they just say bur straight bourbon, yeah. and, and obviously the ones that come from Kentucky, Both I assume they will say Kentucky yeah. straight bourbon, as they should, because that's where it came from. Yeah, that's our bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. but my uh, brother is a horse trainer, and I'm in bourbon, so we got the whole horse thing covered. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate your friendship. Thank you, thank you very much. Thanks for coming. You guys are very lucky to have Tony around. I mean, he cares. He tries very hard. All right, we uh, it's the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're at the Wine Garden, and uh, a very special guest today from the Buffalo Trace Distilleries, and uh, Bo Beckman. Thank you for uh, taking a couple of seconds and, and coming over and, and talking to us. We're glad to glad to have you. Very happy to support any man caves I can. <laughs> right on. So, uh, you. 
you guys brought the the small batch uh, of the Colonel Taylor, and uh, people have been buying them, coming in. You've been autographing them, which has been uh, a riot. It was great. And you talked to, talked to everybody before you started autographing stuff, and it was neat because you had uh, a story to tell, and it had a little bit of a Detroit tie to it. So what was that story that you told as we uh, as folks were rolling in here? Yeah, so essentially it was kind of how I got, you know, a convenient convergence in circumstance got me to my job and it really all started with mr kid rock you know so him and uh bean got together and came out with their own brand uh red stag yeah and meanwhile this was i'm probably still in college when they were doing this Uh, meanwhile our uh, sazerac our company had a brand called george t stack so we're i think there's a little worry about the copyright infringement sure so our uh, bosses all got together sat in a room and tried to come up with a solution and the solution to that problem was at the time, Old Taylor was a brand owned by Beam, or okay. they could have been Fortune Brands at the time. Right. Was. And it wasn't a well-performing brand for them. This was probably 2007, 2008. Okay. And so part of the uh, lawsuit, you know, when everything came dust settled, they could keep producing Red Stag. We got the Old Taylor brand back. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think a lot of people were understood. Taylor's impact with bourbon at the time, right? Because you were, you just mentioned a couple of things that he he really started and and helped establish so many of the distilleries down there for many of the still functioning places. Yes, so he he had a big hand in bridging the gap from pot stills farmers to big bourbon. Industry. Okay, um, you know him and James Crow were kind of the first two that really focused on quality. All right, so you see this pointing to a. A tax strip across the bottle sure, here. Sure, sure, yeah. But that is the bottled and bond tax strip. Okay. So E.H. Taylor got the government in 1897 to pass an act called the Bottled and Bond Act. Okay. Because the issue at the time is what he called imitation whiskey. Okay. Which was you had, back in the day, you had all these distilleries making barrels. And you would have guys <laughs> called rectifiers that would go to different distilleries, buy barrels, make their own blend. All right. Nothing wrong with that. That's still a process today that people do. If you do a good job, there's a lot of people that do a really good job at that. Okay. But back then, you can imagine, there's people that would be pretty shady and yeah. pretty sneaky with that. So uh, they yeah. get, you know, grain-neutral spirits and add tobacco spit for coloring <laughs> and anything they could to pass it off as bourbon. Oh, my. And so there's no regulations to the industry. So getting this act passed yeah. was kind of the first step to say, look, this is a, you know, a good product. You can trust what you're buying in this. And so what this tax strip says... To the customer is this is at least four years old okay every drop in this bottle was made at the same distillery okay in the same season all right it is a hundred proof and it was all made by the same distiller okay um, so that was kind of the first you know quality that was put on alcohol okay well that led to the pure food and drug act in 1906 that taylor also led which now has bigger impact on sure sure um, yeah so he was just way ahead of his time wow you know, uh, and so, but that brand had kind of drifted to a different distillery. Right? Yeah. But he was he was he part of? Uh, yeah. So it's actually bean? he sold E. H. Taylor right to National Distillers. Okay. And right before Prohibition. Okay. So there's an old Taylor Distillery. <laughs> so it was it's down the street in Frankfurt. Okay. It was called the Old Taylor Distillery, and then he sold that to National Distillers. And National Distillers, I don't know if this is the correct. Um, path it went but national distillers eventually turned into fortune brands okay and fortune brands then split up and jim beam went one way right right and then all, the, all their other stuff went the other way okay 
So Taylor was owned by Beam that whole time. All right. And then that's when eventually we bought it back from Beam. All right. So it's interesting. Have you ever seen the Mad Men, the TV show? Yeah. That's what, it's one of my favorite shows. And if you watch the beginning when they're falling down on the uh, buildings, you see all those advertisements. You see a lot of old, well, just oh. one, but old, old Taylor advertisement. Love it. So he was, a, he was a master marketer among many things. Right on. So um, that's, just, that's just fantastic. And then the label itself... Uh, when it came time to, to re-release it, you guys claimed it. Uh, there was a, there was a part of your story that you shared with us was about the label. Yes, so we didn't have to do anything with it. We just <laughs> took the bottle from a hundred years ago. So the E. H. Taylor label is an elevator uh, brand compared to Old Taylor. Old Taylor is a, you know picture your plastic bottles on the shelves, yeah. the, the value stuff. So the E. H. Taylor is an elevated uh, elevated item. So the Old Taylor was what was on the shelves. This the bottle we have now. This E. H. Taylor hadn't hit a shelf in you know years. Okay, it had been a hundred years since that bottle was around. Sure. So we just took one look at the old bottle. Said that'll work. Perfect. That's brilliant. Literally, my grandfather pulled it out of his closet and been sitting there and just offered it to Mark Brown, who's our president and CEO. Yeah. And he said that's perfect. We're and, run with it. And so you're like related four times great, right? In the in the bio, yes. it says great, 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 yeah, great. Yeah, lots of greats. Yeah, yeah. So right? uh, you know, I never met him. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I. Grown up here and everything. Um, sure. So he's actually my grandparents' house growing up. This is my grandfather, E.H. Taylor Hay Jr. Okay. So his dad was E.H. Taylor Hay. Okay. His dad was <laughs> Swigert Taylor. Okay. So there's a girl in the equation here. Fair enough. So E.H. Taylor Hay's dad was Swigert Taylor, but his wife was the Hay. So that makes okay. sense. So, right. Anywho. Colonel Taylor was my great grandfather's great grandfather. Okay. Wow. Okay. So yeah, that's four, four, five, six yeah, times six, up. Six generations. Yeah. Wow, that's great. No. But uh, just did you uh, know you'd be in the bourbon game? Uh, I would love to act like I have my entire life. But yeah. No. 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 I, uh, I sales is really something that you know. I just I like working with people, and I always kind of sure. you know, gone in that direction. Um, I had no idea I would ever be doing this. Uh, and then know. back into the, the, the family. Back the family in, no name. one's happier than my grandfather. I tell you. Know, you know. So did it help getting the job that you were uh, tied in? I, I like to think so. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, it was actually, I got very, there were so many things that happened. So I mentioned to you, I was doing, uh, out of college, I was hired. To, my buddy graduated college in 2001. Right. And his dad owned a bunch of car dealerships. So he was like, Dad, you know, you need to do some internet stuff here. It's getting pretty big. So we let him take over all the websites and do lead generators. So when I got out of college, he said, well, yeah, I need help with this kind of thing I'm running. If you want to start doing SEO, the search engine optimization, try to drive traffic to those websites. I'm, I was a marketing major. I was doing my best. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying. It's hard to do that stuff. Uh, so I was doing that for a few years and well, actually probably about a year. And then we had a lot of leads going to the websites, but none of the salesmen were following up with them. So we ended up building a customer relation management tool for the dealerships to where we could train their salesmen how to use this, how to follow up with customers. We you know, basically built a system yeah. for the salesmen to use and the, their general managers to manage cool. salesmen. That was about the time where I got the call from my grandmother who said, hey, I'm working with the marketing department on this oral history project and you know, over at the distillery. And they told me there's a barrel program they have, and they need someone to run it, but they also need a system. They don't have any sort of system around it. Mm. So we had all these salesmen that were trying to buy barrels. You know, So basically, Tony has a salesman in sure. Michigan he works with yep. to get barrels. Mm -hmm. And so there was no process. So they need someone to build a system. 
So that's what I was currently doing was oh. building systems for salesmen to use to manage you know their customers and all right, that right. follow up. And it certainly didn't help that E.H. Taylor was sure. just got back acquired by our distillery within right. like a year of that, and he built the distillery. So uh, I knew going into the interviews that they knew I had relation to Taylor, okay, okay. but I didn't. You know, I didn't talk about it or anything because I knew yeah. they knew. So I was just kind of. Is, is it like a really big family? Is like okay, you know, well, everybody's related. It is a big family. Yeah. But like you know, I, we have like you know, like I have old desks of Taylor's. I have oh, old wow. books that he signed that wow. were in my grandparents' house. So like sure, sure. it's in Frankfurt, my grandparents' house. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there are a decent amount of Taylor's. You know, I got three brothers, sisters, and then my mom's got. You know, I guess three or four. She got half brothers, sisters too. Sure, sure. So my grandfather uh, has like eight kids. Wow. Okay. So there'd be a lot of you around. Yeah. And then there's other side. You know, there's his brothers and sisters, and then their brother. You know. Yeah. So there are a decent amount of Taylors, but not a lot to with direct insight into the world. So now you guys have the infrastructure there, and uh, you're helping people. You do the single barrel picks. Is that what your day to day gig at the distillery yeah. is? Yeah. So it's now kind of grown out a little bit to where when I started, I would have someone like Tony show up at the distillery, mm-hmm. and I'd show him around, and we would spend four or five hours together and yeah. pick a barrel. Right. Well, it's grown quite a bit over the years. So yeah. now we have two groups a day at the distillery. Yeah. Oh, wow. And the majority of my job, all the hard work, is behind the computer. So well, it got to the point where it's, I would be with, you know, our customers eight hours a day. Sure. Didn't have time to do any of the actual work. Yeah. You know, so I can sell all the barrels I want, but if I can't bottle them and ship them to you, it doesn't do much good. No. Nope. So over the years, it got to the point where I needed help. So now we got a new... Uh, New team member, Susanna Hubler, who manages all of our barrel selections at Buffalo Trace. And, you know, she's, she's awesome. Tony loves her. Yeah. And so now I can kind of just sit there and slap a keyboard and keep keep the engine moving. Tony Tony walked us through, Tony and Patrick walked us through their last visit down there when they were picking some barrels. It's just a, it's a, it's just an amazing, it's a fascinating process. Yes. It, so in college, yeah. between uh, school years, I would sell cars. Oh. And I hate it. <laughs> because okay. it's a it's a win lose. Right. Either I made a lot of money because the customer had to pay more than they should have, right. or I worked with the customer for eight hours and made nothing because they left. Right. Right. So it's like I was like, this is I don't like this at all. And when I heard about the barrel program, and I started kind of thinking through it, all the incentives were aligned. Nobody loses. Sure. So you know we're selling this product for the same price we sell the everyday product. And just for folks, you know, think of instead of going to the dealership and buying a Mercedes or you know a, or Detroit, so I'll pick something better, Chrysler. Sure, sure. Fair play. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you could go online and build your own Chrysler, right. and they would send it to the uh, dealership for you to go pick up. So this barrel program is similar to that. You're getting your own personalized barrel. Yeah. So you go to the dealer, you go to the distillery. You know, you learn all about the distillery there for an entire day. You get a barrel. Yeah. And then you buy it at the same price per bottle as the stock item. But then you can sell it to your customers and have a story to tell them why you know your oh customers God. come in. You yeah. got all this stuff to talk about. So it works great for the retailers because they get to develop a bourbon. You know. Uh, educated customer base, yeah, which helps them sell more. It works great for us because they're marketing our brands naturally. Because yeah. as soon as they leave the distillery, it's their barrel. Yeah, you know, it's our barrel, but it's their barrel because he picked sure. it. Yeah, you know, so 
you know, the retailers love it because it's great business for them. It's great business for us. Everyone wins. That's yeah. That's my favorite. That's Everyone's that's, happy. That's awesome. Well, everyone was happy until we ran out of barrels. Sure, yeah. yeah. Well, and that was something else. I, I, I don't know how you run out of barrels because you were throwing some numbers out there. You have like over 300,000 barrels in the, the rack houses right now. Yeah. And so what you got to remember with that is... And you're building. Yeah. And, and there's still, 20 plus bourbon brands there. Yeah. And from of those 300,000 barrels, so yeah. first if you divide, you know, it's not going to work even like this. Sure, give you an idea. Divide that by 20. Okay. I can't do that math that fast, no, but yeah, 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 sure it's something. I'm an English teacher. No, yeah. no, no, no. There was my yeah. impression there would be no math. Yeah, no math. <laughs> just gonna, I'll state the, state the problem. Okay. And then, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Someone with calculator can do it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you have 300,000 barrels of 20 different brands. Okay. Well, now those 20 different brands are going to be ages varying from, you know, filled today to maybe 23 years old. Sure. Yeah. So, you really don't have as much there as you want. Yeah. And the other main thing is... If, like, we used to sell barrels of Pappy Van Winkle. Sure. We used to try to wow. go to accounts and offer them to buy a barrel, or back them to buy a barrel. <laughs> People are having heart attacks yes. right now right. listening to this is barrels of Pappy. Right? That's, you know, this is probably like 2004, 2005, 2006. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, when it gets to the point where one account can't buy one bottle, we're not going to sell a barrel of that anymore because sure, it's not yeah. fair. Yeah. So what's happening right now is we're selling barrels but we can't sell too many because, like, Blanton's. I sell barrels of Blanton's, but yeah. how hard is it to get a bottle of Blanton's right now? Yeah, it's, it's very hard. Challenging sometimes. So I can't sell too many to where we can't do any stock Blanton's. So we're always going to make sure we can, you know, manage the uh, the stock offering first. So we yeah. want everyday Blanton's, and then I, I'm able to carve out a little chunk of that for myself for well, for us, for yes. personalized barrels. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. your deal, right? Yeah. Selling the single barrels, yeah. getting them out there. So um, Every year we make more bourbon, right. so I should have you know a few more barrels and each year. That was, it was a, the, your process, your uh, uh, your schedule for building. You're adding you're adding new new warehouses or new rickhouses, right? Mm-hmm. Rickhouses? Yep. All right. Rickhouses, warehouses. I'm All right, fair now. play. Whatever you want to call it. All right. Yeah. So uh, I want to get things right. that hold that's, barrels. Okay. Well, that's what, there's, there's no right with a lot of Okay, fair play. I'm on the team just... It just yeah, drink just, it, enjoy yeah, it, yeah, yeah. come on back for more. Yeah. So Elmer T. Lee worked at the distillery for 70, 71 years. We crossed over for about three. So I didn't get to spend as much time with them as I'd like to, but the time I was around them, I was listening. Yeah. And I remember one customer asked him, Elmer, what do you get if you mix a really good bourbon with Coke? And, you know, you'll have a lot of people that, like, turn their nose up, like, I can't believe you'd ever mix bourbon and Coke. And Elmer's answer was, a really good bourbon and Coke. <laughs> He's like, perfect. You know, if you like bourbon and Coke, drink bourbon and Coke. If you like bourbon on the rocks, drink bourbon on the rocks. However you like it. Perfect. You know? So we're, we're very un, unpretentious. You know? right. It's like, you know, there's, there's no right or wrong. But you guys it. are building and building for the future to, to try to meet the demand because there is just crazy demand? Yes. You know, and I think a lot of people are like, man, you guys don't make as much as you used to. <laughs> no. We, we are shipping more to your state than we ever have. Yeah. It's just you used to be the one guy in your neighborhood drinking Blanton's or Buffalo Trace. Now everyone around you is too. Yeah. So, you know, it's just there's more people and it takes us eight years sure. to catch up. Yeah. You know, Buffalo Trace is eight years, so the barrels we're making today, we can't sell until 2026. Yeah. Right. Doing my math. Well, yeah, now <laughs> there's more, there's no more math. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love you know, it. And well, we only have 50% of this volume you know, you lose 10% of your whiskey the first year at ages, about yeah. 4% every year after that. Right, right. Wow. That's crazy. And then, yep, we got to ring. We got to, they're, they're, they're giving us the high sound. We're wrapping it up. Huh. You probably want to go eat, too. You guys, uh, you guys are running. That's it. Hell yeah. I love attention. Same thing. So I really appreciate you taking some time and uh, hanging out in the man cave for a little bit and being here at the wine garden in, uh, in Michigan. Uh, finally made it after Tony bugging you for seven years, right? <laughs> nah, it should have been years ago. Yeah, yeah. So really, really appreciate it. Should build excitement. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Cheers.